Welcome to The Fine Print, a show where we talk about the hidden truths that are keeping you broke. I'm George Camel, and in every episode, I do the research for you on the latest financial trends and traps to help save you time and money. This week, we're talking about buy now, pay later, a popular trend that more than one-third of Americans have used to buy things now and pay for them later. So the question of the day, is buy now, pay later a good option for you and your money? The other day, I was shopping online for a GPS smart dog collar for my new puppy. Don't judge me. The one I wanted was $99. $99 for a dog collar. Now understand, I'm a frugal guy. I grew up in a Middle Eastern family with immigrant parents, and every Sunday, I'd sit there clipping coupons from the paper like it was an Olympic sport. If we couldn't save 50 cents on mustard, it wasn't worth buying. So back to this dog. I sucked it up, bit the bullet, and added the dog collar to the cart. And that's when I saw it. Right underneath that $99 was a much smaller, friendlier number, $25. Instead of paying $99, this site was nudging me to pay four easy payments of $25. That makes an overpriced, overtecked, ridiculous item for my French Bulldog seem so much more affordable. This modern marketing is called Buy Now, Pay Later. It goes by other names like microloans, point-of-sale lending, and installment plans. Every time you and I put an item in an online cart, we're told that buy now, pay later is the solution to all our bougie wants on a broke person budget. It's pitched as the answer to the problem facing us all. You don't want to spend money, but you do want to buy stuff. You pay a tiny bit of the cost today and worry about the rest next month, and the month after that, and the month after that. Sounds nice, doesn't it? And it's everywhere. Tens of thousands of retailers have jumped on the bandwagon. And that makes it abundantly clear that it's good for their business. But is it good for you, the consumer? I've got my opinions, but just to make things more interesting, I called up an expert on the subject, Nathan Hamilton. He's the director of The Ascent by Motley Fool, a site that rates and reviews financial products and services. They recently surveyed over 1,800 people about their experience with buy now, pay later services. So if anyone knows about this thing, it's him. So uh, for those that don't know what that is, how would you sum it up? Essentially, it's a version of layaway. And a lot of people are familiar with layaway and the fact that you put a deposit down, make payments, and then you take ownership of the product at a later point. Buy now, pay later switches that all up where you take the deposit and you take ownership at the same time, and then you make payments over time, usually in equal installments. And how these companies actually make money is if you are late on payments, then there might be interest, then there might be late fees, or if you don't pay your balance during the installment period. What's your thoughts on this option for consumers? Who is this for? Who's using this currently? Well, it runs a gamut. A lot of people are looking at these services potentially because they don't like to use credit cards or they can't qualify for a credit card or as a different form of credit. Typically, buy now, pay later services are not going to check your credit score or submit a hard inquiry when you apply for an installment loan. But what we found in our research is there's a good amount of people who are maybe using it as they shouldn't. They don't understand the terms enough. They perhaps overextend themselves to buy clothes or get a new electronic yeah, I saw that research survey you guys did. 38% of people said that they use buy now, pay later to make purchases that otherwise wouldn't fit in the budget. And less than 10% said they actually understood the terms and conditions completely. 
people don't know what this is and they're buying things they can't afford. Yeah, definitely it is. Dig into the numbers a little bit because I think there's some negative trends and also some positive trends. So you mentioned that 38% number. 38% of people are making purchases otherwise wouldn't fit in their budget. Now, the scenario I mentioned earlier where maybe you can't afford a $1,000 purchase today, but you could break it up in installment payments over a set period of time. If you can do that interest-free, sure, it makes sense. But if it's the people that can't afford it over that installment period and they want to go get new clothes or a new electronics, that's where it's dangerous. And particularly, that's compounded if you don't understand how these products work, which um, I'm not comfortable with the amount of people who don't know the ramifications of using buy now, pay letter services. Yeah, because if they miss that payment, they go, hey, I don't have that $250 this month. That's when the fees come in, the interest rate kicks in, and that can be really high with this service. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you look across the major services, people may be familiar with the names like Afterpay, PayPal has a credit service, FuturePay, Klarna. It varies how fees are charged, but a firm, for example, your interest rate if you don't make your installment payments could be up to 30%. That's higher than most credit cards, which are notoriously high interest rates as well. So no doubt these businesses are trying to make money from their various services. And if you use them the wrong way, it's obviously just not a great scenario for a good number of consumers. It's on 6,000 plus retailers out there. So any of the major well-known sites, you've likely come across them. When you go to checkout, there's a nice firm logo and it says, hey, you could buy this for $7 today over the next 24 months instead of paying what the total is today. That's absolutely going to drive users to make more purchases. It makes sense that this is a trend among companies who are going, hey, we can make a lot more money using this as kind of a marketing tool and softening the blow because everyone kind of sees payments now. You know, you go to get a car, you go to get a house, you kind of view it in terms of payments. Can I afford the payment versus can I afford the product? When you see and you go, hey, what about $4 a month? That softens it. Is that part of why companies are gravitating towards using it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the psychological aspect of it overall, there's something called anchoring. When you see that high price and then you see a discount, say 40% off and you see the lower price, no matter what that higher price is and whether the lower price is a good deal or not, automatically in your head, you're like, wow, I got a great deal. I'm going to make this purchase. I mean, that's the thing with credit cards. There's actually the psychological effect of you taking cash out of your pocket and giving it to somebody else. You actually feel pain. There's pain involved with that. Credit cards and buy now pay letter services, they delay that pain. So with a credit card, you just swipe it. You don't feel the pain because you're not taking money out of your pocket. When you pay the bill, you are, and you feel that pain later. And it's similar with buy now pay later services. You're not feeling that pain. So uh, do you think this trend is here to stay? It's here to stay and it's here to get bigger, which is why you've seen so many industry players jump into this space. Okay, so you just heard Nathan talk about who buy now pay later is really for consumers who can't afford to buy something or have bad credit scores. But I wanted to hear it firsthand from someone who's actually used this option at checkout. And that someone is Peyton. You said in your Reddit post, I owe a butt ton of money to Afterpay, Klarna, and QuadPay. What is a butt ton, scientifically? It ended up being about $3,000 between all three services. And that's aside from the $7,000 in credit card debt that you racked up? Oh, yeah. Yep. So we're talking $10,000 in general consumer debt on stuff, mostly clothes. Yeah, I would say 90%, probably clothes. When did this all start? Is this a recent development? 
that you got into this buy now, pay later debt? Oh, yeah. June of 2020, a few months into the pandemic, I'd been working from home for about three months, kind of feeling isolated and bored. I saw on Reddit something about does Lulu take Afterpay or Klarna or whatever, and someone had answered, no, they don't take Afterpay, but they take Klarna, and that's kind of where it all started. Seeing people have all these things just made me want all those things, and normally I'm not like that, but, you know, boredom and isolation and being told you can't do things you love, kind of do weird things to a person. So then it just kept being a cycle of buying things and yeah, I'm happy for a day or so, but then I see, oh wow, all these payments are eating up 70% of my paycheck and then I feel bad about it and then I end up spending more on using these services, but it really, it's a vicious cycle. Can you give us a rough number of what those payments add up to? Yeah, so my paychecks would be around 1600 and out of that 1600 I'd say uh, probably 1100 were the were the payments. Yeah, that's right at about 70%. Well, yeah, so getting paid twice a month, you know, 1100 times 2, that's 2200 out of, you know, the 3200 I'm making. Oh, like, you're making I those do. payments twice a month. Yeah. So you're spending $2,200 a month to pay back the stuff that at one point you couldn't afford and wanted to free up the money. But now it's not so free, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I make a really good salary for my age and like to just not have any of it to actually use to make progress in my life was hard. Wow. That's pretty wild. It seems like the thing that they're after, the people who are using these services, they want the freedom, they want the instant gratification, and they're just kind of okay suffering long-term to have this temporary happiness. Does that sound right? Yeah, that was me at the point that I was using them. But it gets to a point where it really does affect your mental health. I mean, I had a breakdown over this. These companies are not your friends. That $25 payment right now, you'll have to pay several more of them. And by the time you're done, the item that you were so excited to get, you know, four weeks ago will be old news. So is it really worth that for eight weeks to get that shiny new shirt? Or would you rather save up for it, or maybe realize that you don't need it. And it's kind of depressing watching money come out of your bank account for something that you bought, you know, up to eight weeks ago. That's probably so sitting in the closet I, with tags, and you're like, oh, I forgot I even got that. Right. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, I actually have a ton of stuff in my closet right now. It's still here. I haven't worn it. It's been three months. Why did I spend money on this? It's bringing you no joy. Right. Wow. we got to send Marie Kondo over there. <laughs> it's time. Although Peyton's story may sound extreme, 
The fact remains that millions of Americans are resorting to buy now, pay later to fund a life they can't afford, feed an impulsive shopping addiction, or at the very least, overspend on things they didn't need in the first place. And the chances are, the people using it aren't reading the fine print. And the fine print changes depending on which company you're dealing with. For Afterpay, each purchase is divided up into four payments. And if you miss a payment, you'll start racking up interest that can reach up to 25% of the value of what you bought. Then there's Klarna. They also offer a plan with four payments, but you can also choose to pay $0 up front and then pay it off within 30 days. If you don't pay the piper within 30 days, you could get hit with a late fee. That reminds me, I just realized I never returned my copy of Mean Girls to Blockbuster. Can't charge me late fees if you're out of business. All right, and let's not forget about Affirm. These guys lure you in with the promise of 0% interest and a flexible payment plan where you determine the time frame. Sounds nice, right? Well, promises can be broken. Depending on your credit score, you could be looking at up to 30% interest if you miss a payment. But if we're gonna be real, fees and interest aren't the heart of the issue here. It's about behavior and psychology. So let's get sciencey for a second. Remember what Nathan said about anchoring? It's the idea that your brain attaches to the installment cost instead of the full price of that new smartphone. When you pay just $174 today and the rest later, you feel free and empowered to enjoy your life now. But these sort of mental traps in the short term can reap some long-term consequences that are keeping you broke. So to unpack the psychology of spending, I talked to Rachel Cruz. She's an expert in personal finance and the best-selling author of Know Yourself, Know Your Money. So, Rachel, tons of online retailers are now offering this progressive leasing, buy now, pay later. They call it all kinds of things. And it's always a way lower price, like a fourth of the price. What is your take on all of this buy now, pay later stuff? Well, it's still basically debt. I mean, that's what it is. You're taking out a loan to buy something. And so it tricks you up mentally. I mean, I've even done this. I mean, places that I shop, I'll look down and I'm like, oh, $43 looks a whole lot better than the total that's in my cart right now, right? So, like, you automatically have this, like, mental shift of, oh, it's not that much. But what you have to realize is, number one, yeah, it is that much. You are literally going into debt for that thing. And what's hard is I think people bust their budgets a lot by doing this because, say, you have $100 in your cart for clothes. Well, maybe your budget was only for $50 or you have $400 in your cart for clothes and your budget was 100 But that afterpay, it just looks like, oh, I can afford this. But when it comes down to it, I mean, it's still you're taking on debt. Going into debt, what ends up happening is your options are limited, your choices are limited, your freedom is limited. When you owe someone something, it changes so much. It changes the reason you go to work. It changes how it feels like when your paycheck hits your bank account and it just goes right back out. I mean, debt is a thief. It not only steals your income from you, but it steals your peace of mind. So not only the math issue of literally giving your most powerful wealth building tool, your income, away when you're in debt and it's going out, you know, 18 different directions, but also the emotional toll. Like when you don't have payments and you don't have debt, even after pay, even a little bit there with after pay, when you just don't have any payments, everything changes in your life. But people that really live this life where debt is normal and payments are normal, they're just used to taking that kind of risk. And I think eventually, if the math doesn't catch up, I think the emotions do. Mm. And I think that dopamine rush that we get when we spend money online is so real. And so we have to just be so mindful of it that that stuff is not taking over 
our our habits because you want to be able to stick to the budget. And again, I'm not against stuff. I want you to be able to enjoy some stuff, but being wise about it and being thoughtful and planned out and intentional is key. What's interesting is that if you fall for buy now, pay later, you're going to fall for other payments in other areas of your life too. When you go to get that car and they say, well, you don't really want to spend 20 grand right now. You can have this for $248 a month. And you go, well, I mean, payments are something I'm okay with. And so you're right. There is a line where you have to draw in the sand and go, we just don't do payments. I don't care what it is. And that will help you avoid things like this. Yeah, because it allows that justification to go away. Before you know it, you're like, I'm just kind of okay with debt and having payments in general. And, you know, being in this cycle that is so normal in our world today. And so, yeah, having that black and white mindset and rule, it just – it really answers a lot of your questions for you. And those same people who have all these payments are then going, what do you mean you want me to save up for a down payment on a house? I don't have any money to yeah. do that. And so freeing up your money is such a huge thing for millennials when they have student loan debt and they have car payments. They don't have that extra there's so, cash no, yeah, in hand. There's not a lot of margin. When there's not a lot of margin, there's going to be a lot of stress. And you're not, then you're not going to be able to do the things that you want because you're paying for your past. Instead of looking out your front windshield of like, okay, what's in the future? What are we going to do? What are we going to save for? When you're in debt, you're just constantly paying for the past. And you're paying for things that are hanging in your closet with price tags that you don't even really need anymore or want anymore. And so it's really tough. It makes you make some hard decisions sometimes in the moment. But later on down the road, having zero risk financially and emotional peace, it's all worth it. So let's talk about what a healthier approach to online shopping look like. How do we avoid falling for the buy now, pay later scheme where we go, okay, I'm going to either buy it in full or realize I don't even need it. What does that look like? I would say delay your purchases. So if there's something spontaneously you want to buy, even if it's just like a $20 dress or, you know, whatever it is, just wait a day because most of that stuff you don't need right away, right? So like if you're buying food, sure, buy food. But if it's anything else, just say, you know what, I'm going to wait 24 hours and see if you want it. So delay that gratification. And then I would say have some black and white rules for yourself. One of those being I am not going to use Afterpay or I'm not going to buy something that I cannot pay in full. Black and white. That's it. There's no negotiating. There's no talking around it. Like that is it. And then number three, I would say to be budgeting. Budgeting is powerful because it allows you to spend money on things that you want and things that you need, but you're doing it without guilt, without shame, without question. And so you are able to make those purchases for that $20 dress. If you really want it a day later, you have the money, it's in the budget. It gives you full right and full permission to spend if it's in the budget. Talk about retail therapy, because that's kind of where a lot of this stems from is you're stressed or you're bored or it's there's a quarantine and people fall for this where they go, well, life has been really stressful. We have been working really hard. And so they fall into these retail therapy kind of cycles. So as we close, what advice would you give to those people who may be more susceptible to that? Yeah, I would say I can empathize with you. I'm like, I, I even during the pandemic, there are a couple of times I would fill my card up online and then I would just delete it. And I was like, okay, never mind. But like even the dopamine, I mean, seriously, even like the amount of adrenaline or dopamine, I mean, all of the chemical things that happen in your body when you buy something, it just feels good. It does. Whether you're bored or you're stressed, you're tired, for whatever reason, you're lonely. I mean, for whatever reason you're doing it, it does feel good. So number one, I can empathize with you. I think you have to understand though, in the moment, that happiness is so instant. And then it fades away. So if the newness of your stuff is what funds your happiness, you're going to be like a rat in a wheel for the rest of your life. You're going to run, 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 gather, gather, gather. 
and that's it. You're just like staying in one place. You're not going to move because, again, that newness, it wears off no matter what it is. And so that cannot be your source of happiness. Don't buy the sweater unless you can pay for it then and there. Don't after pay for it. Actually pay for it. So research shows that buy now, pay later is a bad move for about a quarter of the consumers using it. But here at Ramsey Solutions, we believe it's bad for 100% of the consumers using it. Using services like this is a bad money habit. And habits like that are keeping 78% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. No matter what your financial situation is, humans are more tempted to buy things when they see the lower number. As smart as we think we are, we're not immune to stupid. The slick marketing and psychological mind games behind these services are causing you to be financially incontinent. That's right. I'm talking about money leaks. You're going to overspend. You're going to buy things you don't need. And you're going to pay for the past instead of building for the future. If you avoid services like buy now, pay later, and build these healthy money habits now, your future self will love you for it. I love picturing future George giving me a high five for abandoning my cart. Sure, it'll take some self-discipline, but I promise it'll be worth it. So budget for the things you want, unsubscribe from marketing emails, scroll right past all those ads, and focus on your future goals. You can make all of that happen with Every Dollar, a budgeting app that helps you create a clear plan for your money every month. You'll build the right habits with your spending so you can cover what's important now and start saving actual cash for the things you want in the future. Right now, you'll get the premium version of Every Dollar with a free trial of Ramsey Plus. It's an online membership that gives you exclusive access to the best money products. Text Fine Print 4 to 33789 and start your free trial today. That's Fine Print followed by the numeral 4 to the number 33789. Or just click the link in the show notes. You've been listening to The Fine Print. You can find more information about this show in the episode show notes. Our show is produced by Chris Wright, Madison Browder, Eric Cheslevich, and Chris Dean. Our associate producer is Amanda Rogers. This episode was engineered and mixed by Will Rudder. Special thanks to Eva Daniel for help with writing and research. Our executive producer is Blake Thompson. I'm George Camel, and remember, never drink an online shop. Trust me. You'll end up with a motion detection toilet bowl nightlight you bought based off a BuzzFeed article. To be fair, I don't regret it. Fine print listeners, we want to hear from you. Yeah, you. If you've got a story of falling for a money trap, believing a money myth, or not reading the fine print, give us a call and tell us all about it. You can call us at 855-855-5776. That's 855-855-5776. Or you can always email us at thefineprint at ramseysolutions.com. And to make life easy for you, we've got all that info in the episode show notes.